Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, what we're going to be discussing is Divorce Day. And you may be wondering, what is Divorce Day? I've never heard of that before. But essentially what it is, is a lot of people throughout the holidays have either put off filing for a divorce because they didn't want to do it over the holidays, or the stress of the holidays has caused them to determine that they want to get a divorce. So Divorce Day ends up falling on the first working day of the new year. It's where law firms begin to see this increase in filing for divorces, and it's just a dramatic spike. And then it begins to create this backlog. So we are pro-marriage. We are for marriage and want to support marriages and encourage marriages. So in no way are we bringing this up to celebrate Divorce Day or... Encourage you to file. Right. We're just wanting to bring awareness to this because it's something that's happening in our country, in our world. And divorce isn't just something that's as easy as you file. Divorce happens and there are no consequences. We know that the people getting a divorce are suffering, but also their kids. There is so much data out there on the impact of divorce on kids. And so as we talk about this today, it really is just to encourage you that we know that this is a really difficult time in marriages. And this is a perfect time, if you haven't already, to reach out and get help. And I think one of the things that's important to recognize is that divorce doesn't solve your problems. It just creates different problems. And one of the things that I have run into and I've seen plenty of times when I'm working with people is that a lot of times people think that when they get a divorce, they're going to stop fighting with the other person. But actually what happens is now the other person has no reason to pull their punches and then they just start kind of swinging full force. And people who are getting a divorce tend to be extremely nasty because they're not trying to reconcile or keep the relationship together anymore. Now it's, I feel like I've been rejected or I'm rejecting you. And then people really just can get very, very nasty during this time. So if you think that getting a divorce is going to solve your problems, it might solve some, but then it's going to give you a whole host of new problems that now you're going to be confronted with and have to learn how to deal with on the other side. So I think one of the things that's important to recognize is that about 41% of marriages end in divorce. Now that's for a first marriage. If you get married again, then after that, 60% of those end in divorce. And if you get married again after that, so your third marriage, 73% of those end in divorce. So if you think, man, maybe I just didn't find the right person and I need to get remarried and find somebody new and I'll be happier. Well, at least the second time, 60% of the time that won't end up being true. And then the next time after that, 73% of the time that won't end up being true. And I really think this comes from the idea of the grass is always greener. Now, don't get me wrong, you will find some people who are on their second marriage and they're so much happier and it lasts, but when you're looking at statistics and you're trying to think about, okay, how is this likely to affect me? Well, the majority of the time, it's going to affect you in a negative way. It's not going to affect you in a positive or healthy way. So when you're trying to consider, should I file, or you're kind of determined, I want to file, stopping and thinking about that. Your next partners are not likely to make you much happier, and that relationship is much less likely to be successful the further down the line that you go. 
and trying your hardest to work at reconciling or fixing this relationship. Even if you've been to marriage counseling before and it doesn't seem to have worked, don't stop there. Find a different marriage counselor. Go and get additional help, another set of eyes on it that may give you a different and more helpful perspective. Or maybe your previous counselor was helpful with what they said, but you just lacked implementation. Go back and try to implement those things. Because again, going through divorce oftentimes is an excruciating process for people. And it oftentimes ends up being very financially burdensome, where I think I heard a statistic a while ago that the average divorce costs people $100,000. There are obviously so many different reasons that people get divorced. And it depends on who you asked or what study you look at. But you'll see just a different range of things. But some of the common ones are lack of commitment, infidelity, financial problems, addiction, And this isn't just addiction to drugs, but it could be to pornography, some other sexual addiction, or gambling. But I like what Tim was saying, that divorce doesn't solve problems, it just creates new ones. And that's so true because a lot of times you're just carrying it into the next one. And I tell my clients, don't threaten divorce or get used to leaving the house and walking out. Because the more that you get used to it, the more often it'll happen. And you get closer and closer to this. And it just becomes easier for you to walk away and leave. And I think to piggyback off of that, another thing that happens is people talk about divorce or separation, not necessarily because they themselves want it, but because they fear their partner wants it. And I've worked with several couples who've almost gotten a divorce because one person said it out of fear that that's what their partner wanted, but then their partner thought, oh, that must be what they wanted. And then pride kind of gets involved and people aren't willing to be vulnerable and say, well, I don't really want a divorce. They just go on the assumption, well, my partner wants a divorce. And so if they want it, I guess there's nothing that I can do. But a lot of times people just aren't, they're speaking out of that fear. They're not talking about their genuine desire to do that. And it's a very unhealthy and unhelpful thing to bring up divorce. I tell people, you don't want to ever threaten that. If that is something that you're going to do, don't say it until you're going to actually file the paperwork. Yeah, and I would agree. I've seen that a lot with couples. And maybe not even just surrounding a fear that that's what they want. But they say it just out of exasperation, and then the other person doesn't fight it. And they just kind of go with it. So they use it as a threat, or they say, well, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Let's just get a divorce. And the other person, maybe they're already shut down, and so they don't say anything. So that person assumes, okay, well, that is what you want. And they start making plans toward this But then when I sit them down and I talk about, is this what you really want? It's not what either of them want. And so we would really encourage you to get help earlier than you think you need it. Because a lot of times people will wait way too long. And at that point, both people are checked out or it's kind of just a checkbox. Well, we're just going to go see therapy and see if it works this one time. But this is years and years and years of hurt and buildup that you're not going to fix in one session, but a lot of people will just do it to kind of check the box. And two, I think if you're listening to this podcast and you already are divorced, we're not trying to shame you or embarrass you. We're trying to help people at all costs avoid the pain and difficulty of divorce. But then also, if you have already been divorced, recognizing that there are some areas that you're going to be experiencing that are going to be more difficult, but there are definitely things that you can do to work on curbing the negative effects of the divorce on yourself and then also on your children. Absolutely. If you've already been divorced, it really is just an encouragement to seek the help and support that you need in this time 
but also being careful that you don't bring things into the next relationship. A lot of times we'll see people that are marrying the same type of people or dating the same type of people and it's the same problem, but they just can't see it. So some of that really is getting help for yourself and getting maybe some EMDR done where what is it that's drawing you to this type of people or why are you having this reoccurring problem and what's going on there to really look at the core issue of the problem so that you can fix that, not just hope that it's going to get fixed by switching partners. And so through our work with EMDR, we've kind of noticed that there's several different things that happen that inadvertently draw you back to a similar person. I think one thing is it's almost like your brain is trying to see if it can fix that same problem, right? It's drawn towards the same type of person maybe because it's trying to see, okay, how can I solve this problem that I keep having instead of trying to find a different type of person and try to experience a new relationship. Or it might even be some type of negative core belief like I'm not good enough. And because you have that negative core belief, you're going to tend to pick partners who are not going to treat you very well. And you kind of run into the same type of person again. And you're drawn to that because on a subconscious level, you feel like you actually deserve to be mistreated. Or even a negative belief like I'm unlovable. And that negative belief of I'm unlovable means that you will take and pick up anybody who you feel like is going to choose to love you, even if they're not loving you in a very good way or they mistreat you and things like that. So just like Ruth was saying, going and getting EMDR done, kind of reprogramming how your brain is operating and then getting to a healthier spot will allow you to be more successful if you already have been divorced because then it allows you to be healthier in the choices that you make with the people that you choose to date and the people that you choose to marry. And if you are still married and you're having difficulties, we've seen many times how EMDR on an individual can reduce your reactivity in marriage, allowing room for better communication, better conflict resolution, and just an overall healthier marriage. So just a couple statistics we want to talk a little bit about the effects of divorce on children. Children of divorced parents are more likely to have behavioral and emotional problems, academic problems including lower grades and higher rates of absenteeism. Kids are more likely to be in poverty. Also, relationship problems including difficulties forming and maintaining relationships with peers and romantic partners. They're also more likely to experience physical health problems including rates of asthma, obesity, and substance abuse. And children of divorce are 35% more likely to get a divorce themselves. But another interesting observation is that children of parents who fought a lot are more likely to get divorced themselves than kids with divorced parents. And so when we look at that, we're not just saying to stay together and don't get divorced so that these things don't happen to your kids, but we're saying work on your marriage and really have a healthy marriage because that's what makes a difference. It's not just staying together until they're 18 and then getting divorced then. You need to have a healthy marriage. And so another statistic is happily married parents decrease their kids' likelihood of divorce by 14%. So I know that it's hard work and I know that every one of your situations are different and that we can get emails or calls saying, but what about this? What about this situation? And so we're not discounting or minimizing any of your situations, but we're saying that there is so much benefit in putting in the work in having a healthy marriage. And by no means is it easy but it is so worth it. I think one of the things I used to tell people all the time is that if you have two people who are willing to work, any marriage can be saved. And I still believe that to today, but I think that through my experience, 
I've realized you don't even have to have two people who are willing to work. One person who's willing to work and really put in a ton of effort can totally turn the ship around on their own. Now, don't get me wrong. It is very, very difficult to do it by yourself. But it is something that I have helped people walk through where then at the end of the day, they've been able to reconcile, even though their partner was basically all the way out the door, they've been able to really just change their own behavior and their own interactions with their partner. Even though the unhealthy relationship was not 100% their fault, they still were able to turn that ship around. And just through the sheer force of their own will and their own willingness to change their behaviors to try and reconcile that relationship. So even if you're in this dire state where you feel like, well, my partner's not even interested in reconciling, there's still healthy things that you can do with your interactions with them that can increase their probability of coming back in through that door and wanting to work towards reconciliation, even if you feel like there's no hope. And this is one of the things that I think as a therapist drives me crazy. Sometimes I'll have couples who will come to me and they'll say, we were seeing our last therapist and they actually told us to get a divorce. And for me, that's so frustrating because it's like, just because that therapist didn't see any hope for their relationship doesn't mean they should try to destroy any hope that that couple has left. Because obviously they had some because then they looked for a new therapist and then they came to me. So even if you've had a therapist before tell you, you should get a divorce don't take that as gospel as, oh, I should get a divorce now. Look for somebody else who can find hope for you because there is hope even when it just seems so dark and you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. But all you have to do sometimes to see that light is turn one corner and then you can see light where there's a possibility of reconciliation and healing. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you are one of those people who's really struggling with this idea of divorce, we have plenty of other podcasts you can go back and listen to about healthy communication and relational dynamics and how to manage conflict. So please go back and use those as tools to assist yourself in trying to help your relationship be in a healthier spot and give it another go and another chance and try to seek help for this. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have a question or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know. Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988 if you are contemplating suicide.